In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the month of Tuba. And month of Tuba comes after the Feast of Nativity, because the Feast of Nativity at the end of Kiyak, the following month is Tuba. So the, this month, we hear about the blessings of the incarnation of the Son of God. Last Sunday was about the manifestation of the salvation to the Gentiles. As you know, the world before the incarnation of the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, was divided into Gentiles and Jews. Jews, the chosen people of God. Gentiles are the non-Jewish people, uh, and they were worshipping idols. And there was a common belief among Israel that God rejected the Gentiles. That's why they give hard time to Paul and Peter when they started preaching the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. But last Sunday, from all, almost all the readings, there was emphasis on the manifestation of the salvation of God to the Gentiles. And the gospel was about the flight to Egypt. And the church father understood that the flight to Egypt, when the Holy Family went to Egypt, this was a symbol or a prophecy or indication from God that God opened the door of salvation to the Gentiles. So this is the first blessing of the incarnation of the Son of God. The second blessing is the revelation of the mystery of God. What do I mean by this? The Son of God is called the Logos, the Word of God. And also, as we read in John chapter 1, no one has seen the Father. But the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, revealed Him to us. So when the Son became man and dwelt among us, He the Word of God, He enlightened us by His teaching. The Old Testament, now we can understand it in the light of the incarnation of the Son of God. And the New Testament is the Word of Life. As the Lord himself said, the words I speak to you are life and spirit. So the word of God is not just words, but there is a power in the word of God. St. Paul said, it is sharper than two-edged sword. And we believe that every time you read the scripture or you hear the scripture, the Holy Spirit who is anointing the word of God Accompany the word of God and pierce your heart with the word of God. So the word of God can do transformation in our life, can sanctify us. It is not like any other book you read it. It has a power. So the gospel of today from Luke chapter 11 starts by a lady heard the preaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. And her heart was pierced by the power 
of the word of God because he was teaching with authority. So she opened her mouth and blessed Saint Mary by saying, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. So the Lord told her, Yes, indeed, Saint Mary is blessed. As she said, All generation will call me blessed. But I want you to think, Why God chose Mary from all the women in the world, from Adam to the end of the ages? As we say in Wednesday Theotokia, the Father looked from heaven and did not find anyone like you. Why? What was unique about St. Mary? St. Mary kept the word of God in her heart and she lived by the word of God. Let me give you two small proofs that St. Mary kept the word and lived by the word. The first proof, if you read her magnificent in Luke chapter 1, my soul glorifies God, you can find it is more or less like the prayer of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. And we know at that time, the Bible or the scripture was not available uh, printed like right now. Also, it was only manuscript, and this manuscript was very, very expensive. Only very rich people can have a manuscript of the Old Testament. And some of them, they don't have manuscript of all the Old Testament. Maybe one book, two books. It depends how rich he is. So, the poor, what did they do? When they were in the synagogue, they listened carefully to the word of God and tried to memorize the word of God in their hearts. And after they finished the worship, they actually review with each other what they heard in the synagogue and uh, recited with each other until they keep the word of God in their hearts. So the fact that St. Mary, when she praised God, she quoted Hannah, the mother of Samuel, means she actually was memorizing the word of God in her heart. Mary was a poor child. She, she is not from a rich family that afforded actually to have her own manuscript. But she memorized the word of God. Let me just examine ourselves and compare ourselves with St. Mary. You heard now the Pauline letter, Catholic letter, the praxis from the book of Acts, Psalms, and part from the Gospel. How many verses you can recall from all what you heard? Now, the Word of God actually is very, very accessible to us. It's printed, it is on our gadgets. All of us actually have access to the Word of God. But how many of us know the Word of God? How many of us memorize the Word of God as Mary did? And the second proof about St. Mary, uh, how he memorized the Word of God, 
It's in the New Testament, in the Gospel of St. Luke, when St. Luke said, but Mary kept all these things in her heart, pondering about them. So Mary kept the word of God in her heart. St. Mary was a silent person. She did not speak uh, much. And Isaac of Syria says, the man of God, you know him from his silence because he is busy by pondering, reflecting, contemplating on the word of God. One of the reasons why St. Mary was silent because her heart was busy all the time to ponder and contemplate on the word of God. That's why when this lady said, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you, the Lord told her, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. What is the relation between his reply and what she said? He is telling her, Mary is blessed because she heard the word of God and kept it in her heart. So, the one of the blessings of the Incarnation that now we have the Word of God, the Incarnation of the Logos of the Word of God, He started to, to preach and to teach us, and through His teaching, we, His words has power of transforming us and saving us, as well as we understood the Old Testament in the light of the preaching of Christ and the New Testament. So, where are from the Word of God? As Christian, St. Paul said, let the Word of God dwell richly in you. Richly in you. Can you call five verses about humbleness? Can you call five verses about love? Can you call five verses about self-control? Can you call five verses about meekness? If you cannot, then the word of God is not dwelling richly in you. We as Christians, one of our daily habits should be reading the scripture daily. Not only reading it. You have to read it with your eye, understand it with your mind, keep it in your heart, apply it in your life. Many of us read, but they don't understand. And now, thank God, there are many applications that have orthodox interpretation for the scripture. Arabic and English. So you don't have any excuse when you say, I don't understand the word of God. All of you, when you graduated from your college, you studied materials more difficult than the Bible. So don't tell me that the Bible is difficult. I cannot understand it. There are commentaries available there and you can read and you can study. There are Bible studies in, in the church here, Arabic and English. But we need actually to come and attend and understand. So read it, understand it, keep it in your heart. As David said, I hid your word in my heart, lest I sin against you. I kept your word in my heart. As the Lord said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. 
keep it. Don't let the devil snatch it from you. And then after you keep it in your heart, apply it. Live by it. And as I told you, the word of God is powerful. Has a transformational effect in our life. Then the Lord gave them two examples about how the people dealt with the wisdom of the word of God. The first example is about Jonah. Jonah the prophet. Jonah went to Nineveh, this great city, and he preached them. And he told them, God will turn this city upside down within 40 days. Everybody responded to the preaching of Jonah. The whole city repented. That's why he, the Lord said, the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. Now actually, today we heard the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, greater than Jonah. How many of us will repent? How many of us will, will take these words and put them into actions? Otherwise, the men of Nineveh will condemn us because they listened to Jonah and repented. And we have the word of God and we listen to it, but we don't act on it. We don't repent. We don't give our hearts to God. And the second example is the queen of the south who came actually the Lord said from the end of the earth because travel at that time was not easy. So to come uh, and travel all the way from Ethiopia to uh, Jerusalem, this many month trip. And why she made all this trip? The Lord said to hear the wisdom of uh, Solomon. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. So just to go and to hear Solomon, she traveled from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. You don't have to travel. Some of us, if they drive 20 minutes, they say, I drive 20 minutes to the church. You don't travel eight or nine months or ten months like the queen of the south to hear the wisdom of Solomon. The word of God is available. Yes, the queen of the south and the men of Nineveh will condemn us if we don't listen to the word of God and keep the word of God in our hearts. People nowadays like to listen to miracles. Tell me about miracles. And we forget about that these saints who perform miracles, performed miracles because they kept the word of God in their heart. So what you are going to benefit from learning or knowing what are the miracles done by Pope Kirillus or by St. Mary or St. George if you don't live the life of St. Mary or St. George of Pope Kirillus. That's why St. John 
said many, many miracles the Lord Jesus Christ performed. And if I write them, I don't think that the books, the paper in the world will be enough. But he chose some miracles for a certain purpose, that our life may be transformed. The same situation, same scenario, was in the, in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he told them, he called evil generation. This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign. Sign means miracle. So, we're calling the Lord Jesus Christ, or gathering around the Lord Jesus Christ, to see just a sign. Like Herod of Galilee, asked the Lord Jesus Christ during the trial to perform a sign. Just like you are watching uh, a show. But these signs have a message, a transformational message, to, to be transformed, to be in the likeness of the Son of God. And the Lord told them, and no sign will be given to it. Because God is not just uh, showing off or performing a show to please the people. He told them, there is one sign, if you want and seeking for a sign, is the sign of Jonah the prophet. What is the sign of Jonah of the prophet? Jonah was in the world three days and three nights. In the same way, Jesus Christ was in the tomb three days and three nights. For what? For my salvation and for your salvation. So this is a sign. The sign of the resurrection that you need to focus on it and you need actually to live it. Jesus came that we may participate in his death and participate in his resurrection and thus we will be saved. And as Jonah was assigned to the Ninevites, so the Son of Man will be assigned to this generation. So if you are asking about sign, think about the cross. He died for my sake and for your sake. He carried my sins on the cross to save me. And I have, uh, here I have the word of God. I need to listen to it and apply it in my life in order to enter into this saving grace of Christ. Then the Lord told them, You know, David said about the word of God, it is lamp to my feet. David said, your word is lamp to my feet and light to my, to my way. The word of God is light and lamp. So the Lord told them, if you have a lamp, are you going to put it under the basket? Of course not. What is the benefit if you have a lamp and then you cover it completely? So the word of God, when we have, have a Bible in the, in the house, but we put it under the basket. We don't open it. We don't read it. What is the point? You are still living in darkness. So he told them, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lamp stand that those who come in may see the light. Where is the word of God in your life? Are you hiding it? Do you know it? Do you read it? Do you keep it? Do you memorize it? Do you live by it? 
When we live by the word of God, we ourselves will turn into light. And we become light to the world. So anyone who comes will see it, will see the light. And thus actually many people can convert to Christianity when they see us. Because they see the word of God applied in our life. While we are reading the readings in the church, all the readings are taken from the scripture. The Pauline letter, Catholic letter, praxis, psalm, gospel. But in the middle of this reading, we are reading from the biography of the saints. Senexar. Why? Why? Why we, we, we included the Senexar, the biography of the saints, like today, Amba uh, Abraham, the friend of Amba Gawargi and Abba Fis. So why we read the Senexar? Because the Senexar tells us how these people lived the word of God. It is applied word of God. So the word of God is teaching us. Then when we read the biography of Saint, we see how these saints applied the word of God in their life. So they became light. So where is the light in your house? Are you hiding it under the basket? Where is the word of God? How you say the word of God is light to my way and lamp to my feet and you are hiding it. You don't know it. We need actually to keep the word of God. And the Lord told in the same way there are actually three lamps the Lord spoke about. The physical lamp, the lamp of the body, and the lamp of the spirit. The physical lamp, nobody will light uh, a lamp and put it under the basket. In the same way, the lamp of the body is the eye. If you close your eye, you are in darkness. Nobody will walk while his eyes is closed. Nobody will drive while his eyes is closed. So the Lord said, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body is full of darkness. If a person has any disease, illness that he cannot see, he will be blind. So as if he is living in darkness. So after the Lord gave us the example of the physical lamp, nobody will put it under the basket. And the example of the lamp of the body, the eye, nobody actually will keep his eye closed and if we have any illness, we'll treat it. Then he spoke about the lamp of the spirit, which is your heart. Then he said, Take therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. As the eye is the lamp of the body, the heart is the lamp of the spirit. That's why the Lord said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When your heart is pure, you will be able to see God. But what purifies your heart? The word of God. Do you remember when the Lord, actually you heard it in the Iqbaya in the third hour. You are pure because of the word that I have spoken to you. 
So the word of God actually has the power to purify my heart. You are pure because of the word that I've spoken to you. So again, when we read the word of God, it will purify my heart. Then my heart will be pure. I will be able to see God and to see God as who he is. And then actually his qualities will be my qualities. His love will be my love. His humbleness will be my humbleness. His meekness will be my meekness. And then if that is the case, if you keep the word of God in your heart, then your whole body is full of light and having no part dark. You will walk in the light of Christ. You will walk in the light of the word of God. And you yourself will be shining and you will be also light to the world. That's why around the saints we put a hall of light to say they were light to us. And if then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. So it will be shining. Like how the lamp gives you light, you also give light to the world. As St. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, you will be shining in the midst of perverse and evil generation. So we'll be shining in the midst of perverse and evil generation. So the gospel of today about one of the blessings of the incarnation of the Son of God is we having the transforming word of God by the incarnation of the Logos. He's preaching, enlightened to us about the Old Testament and give us light about our salvation. Where are you from the word of God? I hope that the gospel of today make us take the word of God seriously in our life. Open your Bible every day. Read, understand, keep it in your heart, apply it in your life. Then you will be pure. You will be full of light. Not only full of light, but also you will shine to others and you will be light to the world. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.